0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. I want to preach on that thought this morning, getting what you want, but losing what you have. Getting what you want, but losing what you have. Now, I, I want you to pray for me this morning because I really I want to help you today. I know the Lord sure has helped me in looking at this and, and, and developing this thought. Let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. Genesis chapter number three, and I want to pick up reading in verse number one. Um, we're at the beginning. You say the beginning of what? The beginning of everything when we come to Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. Uh, the beginning of the world, the first mention of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Uh, um, it, it is the beginning of all creation, uh, of everything that exists. Our life can be traced back. To right here. Every one of us sitting here. Matter of fact, whether you want to admit it or not, but if we was to study our family history, if we go all the way back to Adam, guess what? We all a little bit of kidding somewhere along the way. So yep, you done went and married some of your kidding folk if we go all the way back to Genesis. So I I want to look at something here. Look in chapter 3, verse number 1. Eve Eve just starts out the wrong way because she lies right off the bat. Look what she said. Ye shall not eat of it. God did say that. Matter of fact, you've got your Bible. Go back to chapter number 2, verse number 17. The Bible said this, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. What did Eve just say? Thou shalt not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. God never said she couldn't touch it. Now the devil, just right off the bat, has already got Eve mixed up. Nowhere did God say you couldn't touch that tree. He said you can't eat of that tree. But she says ye shall not either touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know in the day ye eat thereof that then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, there's the lust of the flesh. And it was pleasant to the eyes, there's the lust of the eyes. And the tree to be desired to make one wise, there's the pride of life. She took the fruit, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. I want to preach to you on this thought for just a little while. Getting what you want, but losing what you have. Father, I love you today. I pray God that you'd help us. Father, I thank you for a great week in camp this week. God, I thank you, Lord, Father, for helping us the way that you did. God, thank you for saving souls. Thank you, God, for calling a young man to preach, God. Thank you, Lord, for changing lives. Father, thank you for helping me. But God, I pray, Lord, this morning as we've gathered another time in your presence, Lord, that you'd help us today. I pray, God, that we get understanding from your word, God. Father, you know the very need of every individual sitting on these pews today. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help and meet it as only you can. Save that sinner closest to hell, and we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I want to look at this thought for just a little while this morning and say, see if the Lord would help us. Now, Satan is a very interesting person to study. Matter of fact, whenever you study his life out and you study his traits out, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse number 11, uh, that we are not ignorant uh, of his devices. There's three things that Satan always uses uh, to cause us to fail. It is the lust of the flesh, uh, the lust of the eyes, uh, and the pride. Out of life every sin that is ever committed uh, can be traced back to one of those three things matter of fact right here in the very beginning of everything of uh, uh, the beginning of humanity the beginning of plant life of uh, uh, the beginning of uh, uh, the beginning of animals of uh, uh, the beginning of sin we can see every bit of it right here. I just showed you in verse number 6. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that is the lust of the flesh. What did the Bible say? And that it was pleasant to the eyes. That's the lust of the eyes. And to make one wise, that is the pride of life. One has said this, in our younger years we deal with the lust of the flesh. In our middle age years we deal deal with the lust of the eyes. And as we get older in life, we deal with the pride of life. I would agree with that statement that they made. All of our sin today can be brought in to one of those three categories. And every bit of it comes from a temptation that Satan gives us. Now I want to say this. Every one of us today is tempted every day of our life. Somebody say amen. Since you've been at church this morning, uh, you've been tempted. You've been tempted to have the wrong thought. You've been tempted with this or tempted with that. The Lord may have spoke to you while the choir was singing and said, say amen. And you sat there like a knot on the log. Why? Because of Satan today. But understand this. The Bible says this, that with every temptation, God makes a way of escape. There is an exit for every way of temptation. We are tempted and we are tempted on a daily basis. However, there is a God that makes a way of escape for us. Whenever I go into a restaurant, my girls will tell you this and every once in a while I'll ask them. Uh, whenever I go into a restaurant, the first thing I do after I sit down is look around, Brother Brian, and see where the closest exit is to me. I want to know where the close. if something goes south, uh, I want to know where the closest door is. If something happened today, I'm going out that door. There's no need for me to run back there or to run back there. Right there is my closest exit. Now I want to tell you something in your life. Uh, seeing will come your way temptation will come your way the devil will come your way but what you must understand uh, that every time he does uh, and every temptation that comes your way uh, God has uh, an exit out for you you do not have to fall you say preacher I got mad and said things I shouldn't say God had a way of escape can I tell you something it's not a sin to be mad the Bible said be angry And sin not. It's not a sin to be mad, but it is a sin when you get mad and you open that mouth and begin to talk and say things you shouldn't say. Hello, Tokyo. Then it becomes sin. And with every sin, God, every temptation, God makes a way of escape. There's a way to get out. Joseph was tempted uh, by Potiphar's wife, and you know what happened? He had a way of escape. David was tempted with Bathsheba, but you know what happened? He had a way of escape. Did David take the way of escape? No, David did not take the way of escape, but he had a way of escape. You say, what was his way of escape? Hey, the servant came to him and said, is this not Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? The servant warned David about what he was fixing to do. But what did he do? He done it anyway. You know what? David lost some things that day that he had. And I want to preach to you about this thought for just a minute. Getting what you want, but losing what you have. Getting what you want, but losing what you have. How many times have you heard a younger person maybe say something like this? I know this is the person God has for my life. I prayed about it and I know that it's it, but they don't line up with the Scripture. They don't line up with everybody awake this morning, they don't line up with the Scripture. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then it's wrong. You may get what you want, but you may lose what you have. God will never make you live for Him, but He'll make you wish you had Him. You won't, hey look, God, here's what Dr. Ray used to say, God won't stop you, but you won't stop God either. If you decide, hey, look, if I want to go to the store today and I want to get a six-pack and I want to get drunk and run around on my wife, then I'm a grown man and I can do that. And God won't stop me from doing that. But hear me and hear me well. There will come a day that the judgment hand of God will fall on my life for being disobedient to Him. And I won't stop God. When he started, hey, God didn't stop David from doing what he did. David was a grown man. God gave him a warning. He continued in that direction. But when the chastening hand of God fell on David's life, David did not stop God. David fasted and prayed that the baby would be all right from Bathsheba, but the baby was not right. The baby ended up dying. The sword never departed from his house. His son raped his daughter. His other son killed him. And his son slept with his concubines on a rooftop for all of Israel to see. God didn't stop David, but David didn't stop God. You may get what you want, but you may lose what you have. David got Bathsheba. Are you hearing me? But he lost a baby and he lost Tamar and he lost his son. Getting what you want but losing what you have. Number one right here in our text this morning, I see this. Adam and Eve partook of the fruit but lost their fellowship. They partook of the fruit, getting what you want but losing what you have. They partook of the fruit, but they lost their fellowship. When we read our Bible, the Bible is very plain today that in the evening and in the afternoon, if you want to say it that way, that God came down and walked with Adam and Eve and spoke with Adam and Eve and talked with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had a very unique fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, it was a very pure fellowship. Matter of fact, Adam and Eve was living in a very perfect world. Sin had never entered the world. Matter of fact, there was not even no briars in that day because that's part of the curse. That's part of the curse. Adam and Eve was naked before each other and was not ashamed. It's what our Bible tells us. Now, stay with me this morning. It's what our Bible tells us. And they had a very unique fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you a question today. Have you ever had fellowship with a God of heaven? Has there ever been that time that he was seen to be in the cool of the day and you and God was just walking together? You may have been riding up the road in a vehicle and God sat down in the vehicle with you and you had sweet communion in the vehicle. You may have been at church and while the choir was singing God sat down in your soul. It may have been while the preacher was preaching. It may have been while you was doing your daily duties at work. But somewhere along the way it 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 was just you and God having fellowship. Can I say this to you? If you've ever been at that place, I believe that you will agree with me in what I'm fixing to say. It is the sweetest place that you'll ever be. I love my wife. I love spending time with my wife. And, 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 and matter of fact, for my birthday, she, um, got us a, a trip to the, uh, don't nobody fall out with me, the Billy Graham Training Center to, it's called a personal spiritual retreat. It's just three days up there away from everybody. We've been up there before and the rooms don't even have TVs in them. Amen. Don't even have TVs in them. And you don't have hardly any phone service at all. And it's just three days away. You eat there. You sleep there. It's just three days away from society, from the, the, the rush of the world. And you say, what a boring place. I can't wait. I don't have to go where everything's why. I like to go where everything's laid back. Man, they've got a fancy dining area and you can dress up and 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 go to the the evening meal and and they feed you good and I can't wait. I love fellowship with my wife. But you let me tell you something I'm looking forward to even more than that is fellowship with my father. And I'm not talking about Alan Barker either. I'm talking about that time, Brother Randy, when I just take the Word of God and I begin to read the Word of God, or there's times that I just listen to the Word of God. I'll just put my earbuds in or my earbuds in or or whatever they're called, I put them things in my ears and I turn the volume wide open to try to get everything else shut out from around me and God speaks to me and I speak to Him. That fellowship with the Father, that fellowship. There's nothing like that fellowship. And then all of a sudden the devil will come along and he'll hang fruit over your head. He'll make it look real good, the temptations of this world. He'll make it look... I remember years ago, and you, you, you don't see many billboards like this anymore, but I remember years ago, uh, Daddy used to be preaching, and he would say this. He would say, you know, you don't see, um, uh, you don't see a car mangled into pieces and young people's bodies laying all over uh, the road on a billboard that says this bud's for you. He said, but what you see is a good-looking young man with his muscles flexed and a beautiful young lady standing there beside a nice sports car Saying that they're living their best life and this buds for you. He said, The devil is dangling that fruit over your head, young people, trying to make you think that that's the life that they live. But that is not the life that they live. The fruit this morning of Satan, boy, we could, I, 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 and I started to start writing things down, but we would be here all day, that, that he hangs over our head. You say, well, preacher, I'm going to partake of it. Well, can I tell you something? If I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear my prayer. And when I partake of that fruit, I get what I want, but I lose what I have in fellowship with the Father. God's not going to speak to me with sin in my life. He's going to speak to me in conviction and correction, but that sweet fellowship will not be there Adam, where art thou? Can I tell you something? God knew exactly where Adam was at. God had not lost Adam. God knew where Adam was at. Here was what God was wanting. God was wanting Adam to figure out where he was at. I'm going to tell you something. As God speaks to your heart this morning about that fruit, whatever it may be, that you've been beginning to get a hold of, that's causing you to lose your fellowship. As God speaks to you, it's not that God don't know where you're at. God's wanting you to realize where you're at. He wanted Adam to realize the mistake that he had made. Number one, let me move quickly. Getting what you want but losing what you have. Adam and Eve partook of the fruit but lost their fellowship. Go with me to the book of Judges or the book of Joshua, I'm sorry. Just a few books over. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then comes Joshua. Smart, Miss Haley. (laughs) Joshua chapter number 7. Let me give you a little background real quick. Joshua has begun to overtake, and the people of of Israel has begun to overtake uh, Canaan's land. They've been to the battle at Ai, and at the battle of Ai, they've ended up losing 36, uh, at least 36 of their men, about 30 and six men, verse number five. And they're, they're, they're wondering why they had done that. But God had said, whenever they went into Jericho, that there were some things that they could not partake of. There were some things for them to have nothing to do with. And it was called the accursed thing. When they go to Ai, you'll find out that at Ai, it was a small place. They should have been able to overtake Ai very easily. And they didn't. They ended up losing about 36 men in verse number 5. Verse number 11 says this. Israel had sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and disassembled also. And they have put it it even among their own stuff. Look at verse number 15 of chapter 7. I'm, I'm skipping through this. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burned with fire he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. Look in verse number 20. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, and two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of fifty shekels weight. Then I coveted them, and I took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth and in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. So here's what happens. Achan goes in. They said, here's some things you can get. Here's some things you can't have. If you take Of this Babylonian garment If you take of the silver If you take of the gold That is the accursed thing And you cannot do that If you do that The wrath of God will be on your life You know what Achan does? Achan goes straight in Achan does exactly what they say not to do And Achan took it I thought about this many times Why in the world did Achan take that? Achan could not even enjoy what he had taken. He had to hide it in his tent. And I just want to say this in passing. What have you got hid in your tent today? He had to hide it in his tent. Maybe when everybody else was out and nobody was around him, he would take that Babylonian garment and he would put it on. And maybe he would dance about in his tent when nobody else was around Maybe he would take that gold and that silver out and he would look at it when nobody else was around. But he couldn't even enjoy what he had taken in the presence of nobody else. Sounds a lot like sin to me, doesn't it, you? What have you got in your tent today? You see, everybody knew nothing about it, but God did. And when they went to battle, ai What ends up happening? About 36 of them ends up dying because of what Achan had done. The blood of those men are on the hands of Achan today because of the sin of Achan. Some would say this, well, Achan got a fortune. Oh, he got a Babylonian garment. You just got to understand manners and customs. It was a big deal. He got a Babylonian garment. He got gold. He got silver. Boy, Achan hit... Hit it big. But what did he lose? You remember the title of the message is this, Getting What You Want But Losing What You Have. Look what the Bible said in verse number 25. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Who is the them? That's not just Achan. It didn't say him, it said them. Does that know what your King James Bible just said? If we would take time and go back and read it, you know who the them is? It's his wife and his sons and his daughters. So can I say it this way this morning? Achan got the fortune but lost his family. Adam and Eve, oh yes, they got the fruit, but man, they lost their fellowship with the Lord. Achan, man, he got a fortune, but he lost his family. He lost his family. Can I say something to you today? Besides my fellowship with the Father, the next thing that's most important to me is my family. It's my family. If you look in my Bible, it says priorities in my life. Number one, God. Number two, wife. Number three, children. Did y'all get that? Number two, wife. Number three, children. I had my wife before I had my children. Number three, children. Number four, ministry. You're not priority in my life. I'm sorry. You say, well, bless God I ought to be. Well, I'm sorry. truth of the matter is, I'm not priority in your life either. It's God, it's my wife, it's my children, and then it's the ministry. And then if I have time for anything after that, well, maybe I can work that in too, Brother Brian. Aiken in his life got the fortune. I want to ask you a question. I'm about done, but I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. That that you're chasing, that that you're going after, that, and, 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 and let me talk especially to parents for just a minute. That that you're pursuing so strongly, is it worth losing your family over? I, I'm not necessarily talking about a man chasing after another woman or a woman chasing after another man. But if you're not, if you're not real... Lord, help us this morning. If you're not real careful, you'll get busy chasing the pride of life. You know what the root of all evil is, don't you? It didn't say it was sex. They said it was money. It was money. That's... And you know what Achan done? He went chasing after fortune. And you know what? Achan found it. Could you imagine that day as his kids stood with him and all of Israel's angry at him? And as the stones began to hit Achan, and his kids started saying, Daddy, why is that happening? And then all of a sudden the stones began to hit them. And Achan has to stand with his children that day and die with his children that day. All because he was chasing a fortune. You see, you may get what you want, but you may lose what you have. You may lose. What you have one of my greatest fears in the ministry one of my greatest fears in the ministry is in winning the world and losing my family one of my greatest fears is that I pour I pour countless weeks and months into young people's lives and if I lose my own youngins to this world then what have I accomplished then what have I I accomplished. Hey, look, if I can give my kids the nicest of everything, but they didn't know that Daddy really loved them and that Daddy took them to the house of God and that Daddy prayed with them and Daddy read the Bible with them and Daddy taught them what was right according to the Bible, what have I accomplished in this life? If I'm a multimillionaire and my children die and go to hell and I never spend time with my babies, what have I accomplished? In this life. Akin, I'm talking about getting what you want but losing what you have. There's a lot of families busting into a million pieces today because they're chasing the so-called American dream. They're chasing the American dream. I, I You know what? I sat out on the porch the other day with my old dog that was shedding and Leslie fussing because his white hair going everywhere and my young'un's running around and my wife sitting there. And you know what? We may not be the most wealthy. God's been good. I'm not complaining. But when I looked around Brother Brian and saw the buffalo roaming through the practically the front yard and the goats hollering in the background and my little girl's laughing and cutting up, you know what I've come to the conclusion of? I have found the American dream. It's not in the wealth of this world. It's not in how much money you possess. It's not in having the biggest house or the nicest vehicles. I tell you what it is today. It's in knowing the Lord as your personal Savior and having fellowship with Him, with your family. Don't take the fruit and the fortune and lose your fellowship and your family. Let me show you one more and I'm done. Judges chapter 16. I've preached and preached and preached on Samson the last few weeks. Chapter sixteen of Judges, Samson has now went to Timnah or now went to Gaza. He saw the harlot in verse number one and went into her. Interesting thing in chapter number fourteen. Chapter fourteen, he. Practically done the same thing. He saw a woman in chapter 14, but in chapter 14, he came back up and talked to his mom and daddy about it. Chapter 16, he saw her and went straight into her. David Edwards, or David Williams said it this way, said it probably the best that I've heard it stated and the best that I've I've heard it preached. Matter of fact, Thursday morning to me was the message of the whole meeting. He was preaching on Samson's life. He said he was distracted in chapter number 14. And it's not a sin to be distracted. If a woman walks by, that's not a sin. If I see a woman walk by that's nice looking, that's not a sin. But if you're not careful, your mind will get distracted on that. He had a distraction that led to an attraction that ultimately led to an addiction. You see, he was distracted by the lust of the flesh The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. He was distracted by that. And once it got him distracted, it got his attention. He said, get her for me. But when we get to chapter number 16, now he is addicted to that. Nowhere does he seek counsel about Delilah. He just goes straight into her. Amen. Amen. You better be careful with what you're distracted by. Because if you're not careful, it will lead to an attraction that will lead to an addiction. And you'll be, you, you'll, your life will be miserable trying to get rid of that addiction that started as a distraction. Samson now goes into Delilah. He sleeps with Delilah. He, as a matter of fact, she's the only one that's named, the only time that we hear love talked about. Chapter number 16. She brings him in. He tells her his heart. She shaves his head. Look what the Bible said in verse number 20. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. This is one of the saddest statements in the word of God. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Samson didn't even know the power of God and the fervency of God was not even on his life anymore. Adam and Eve got the fruit but lost their fellowship. Achan possessed the fortune but lost his family. Can I say this number three in closing? Samson pursued the flesh Samson pursued the flesh, but he lost his fervency. He lost the power of God on his life. I remember, come start playing softly if you don't mind. I remember, it's probably 2008, 2009. Man, that seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? 2008, 2009 was probably the first time right around those years that John Dorsey ever preached at our church. It was a Saturday afternoon. We'd had a morning service. It was Labor Day weekend. It was our big back-to-school meeting that we used to have, and we just, we just completely outgrew our church. and We was packing 500 around here in those services. We've not had it in years just because we outgrew it. Maybe, maybe that's my fault should have kept having it. I don't know. I've battled that a lot here lately. But anyway, that afternoon service, the glory fell thick for the first time in the church since I had been here. I mean, it was thick. It was thick. And I'll never forget what he said. Here's what he said. The power of God and the glory of God does not come down on dirty vessels. And he said, evidently there's a few here that's living for God. And God's decided to, to allow us to set in His glory for a little while. He said, but the glory and the power does not come on dirty vessels. Samson had the power of God in his life. Man, you can go back and read these four chapters. The times that God moved on him. The times the power of God rested on him. You can go back and read it. You know what Samson says? I'm just going to get up. The power of God's going to be on me like it's always been on me. The Bible said he wished not that the power of God, wished not that the Spirit of God, wished not that, 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 that that glory of God and the power of God, the presence of God... He wished not that it had departed. You see, Samson had become so comfortable in his sin that he had forgot about the Savior. Samson got what he wanted. He did. He pursued the flesh. He wanted the enjoyment of a prostitute. That's Samson's downfall. All four chapters, or three, the first chapter, chapter 13, we're we're introduced to Benoah and his mama. the closing of chapter 13, we're introduced to Samson, and the way we're introduced to him is the Spirit of the Lord's already beginning to move on him. Chapter 14, 15, and 16, his downfall is women. It started as his distraction. It became an attraction that led to an addiction. And because Samson didn't deal with that, he got what he wanted. He wanted Delilah. He got to lay in her lap. He got to spend time with her. We're adults this morning. That's exactly what he wanted. That's what he got. But you know what he lost? He lost the fervency of God. He lost the power of God in his life lost the power of God there's a preacher today that I know and, and, and he shouldn't be preaching anymore he's disqualified himself over and over again but he continues to do so and I've listened to that preacher matter of fact he stood in this pulpit years ago when I first came he had the power of God on him. Man, I'm telling you, he had the power of God rest him on him. Besides my dad, he was the most influential man in my early ministry. Besides my dad, he had more of an influence on me than anybody else. Than anybody else. He stood and he preached in the power of God. He would moderate services and big meetings. And, 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 and just the power of God would be on. I Man, it could be dead, and he would jump up and say, "Hey, I just want to say God's been good to me." And the power of God fall in that place. He walked with the Lord, and he sat down one night and he looked at me. He said, "I got an individual emailing me. And that's back before we text and everything else. I mean, cell phones was just starting to come about then." And he talked to me about it and I looked at him and I said, hey look, you're the older preacher, I'm the younger preacher, but this is what you would tell me. You would tell me I better run and get away from that because that's trouble. Here's what he said, I've got it under control. And I looked at him and I said, you're fixing the mess up. It wasn't but about two months later he called me and he said, hey, I'm selling my library. I said, what the world are you selling your library for? Well, I've just got some things on the computer. I'm going to sell my library. And little by little, little things happened. And he ended up, that person that was sending him those emails, he ended up having an affair with her. He lost his family. Lost the church he was pastoring. And I'll tell you something, he lost the power of God on his life. He still stands today and he can give a great book report from the Bible but that old time power of God that rested on him is no longer there. You may get what you want. You may get it. You may get that fruit but you'll lose that fellowship. You may get that fortune. You know what? You may be a multi-billionaire one day where will your family be if you lost your family what good is it what good is it you know what you may get the desires of your flesh but I promise you one thing you'll lose the fervency of God on your life you'll lose the power of God